What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 38 of The Gift of the Gap. I'm your host, Ben, and there's no tea today. It's just me. Um, couldn't rendezvous, couldn't find time in my schedule to meet Tia um, this, um, for the episode this week. So I just had to do a solo dolo since the mic was with me. But um, don't worry, guys. First of all, I won't be talking about capital punishment at all. I remember my last solo episode. Jeez, that got serious, didn't it? <laughs> so without further ado, let's jump into some light-hearted things. Hasbro. So following on from last week, Hasbro, the toy company or the yeah, the company, decided to change, announced that they were changing Mr. Potato Head to just Potato Head. And obviously that caused an uproar on Twitter or on social media. And people were like, why are they changing things? Tia said, oh, how come they don't just make a new one that way? I guess you satisfy both sides. But apparently that is what they intended. So Tia, Tia was onto something. But they said they are actually still changing the name. So she was only partly onto something. They're still changing the name of the the brand to Potato Head. But Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head are here to stay. The Hasbro company tweeted and said, hold on top. Don't worry. Um, and I quote, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere. And will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. But then, and then they showed some pictures of the box. But the box just said Potato Head. But because um, that's the brand. But the actual toys are still going to be called Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So for all of you complainers that were like, you know, they're taking away our our freedom of expression. I don't know. You know, you still get your Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. And I'm sure most of you playing with Mr. Complaining about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head weren't actually playing with the dolls. But that's neither here nor there. No, oh, did you? Did you guys have dolls? I had a doll when I was a kid. Well, I didn't have a doll, but it was an action figure. But to be honest, an action figure is just a man's name for a doll, isn't it? We just dress it up to make us sound cool. I had Action Man and he had a dolphin and you put him in the tub and the dolphin would fill up with water and then you squeeze the dolphin and it'll squirt out water from the blowhole. I never, I don't know what happened to that dolphin, but it, it was a cool toy. I don't know who got it for me, but I enjoyed playing with it. Um, either way, at least, you know, I was living sensibly, doing sensible things. Unlike this couple. I wish I could show you the picture, but pretend you can see it. So there's this couple with their kid on a cliff edge that's decided to go camping in the middle of a panoramic. Yes, camping. And they're on the cliff edge. This was on BBC News. Um, a family found camping on a dangerous cliff edge. I might even throw it in the thumbnail just to just to show you how ridiculous it is. And I understand wanting to see the views, but they were literally had the blue tent right up on the edge, like where it would be uncomfortable to walk. Because I see the videos of nature rocks falling down and stuff, but that's where they decided to stay with their kid. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sure social services are involved in this situation. And good luck to them because once they're involved, I hear that it's hard to uninvolve them. But, you know, they brought it on themselves. Next. <laughs> the next thing we have is another irresponsible person. This time it's a doctor. So a doctor in the US, he had to attend a hearing, a court hearing. And I think that was for a traffic infringement. So he decided to attend the court hearing in the middle of a surgical procedure. So the Zoom court video goes live, the judge and I guess the lawyer is waiting. And then the the defendant, the doctor, <laughs> apparently just 
turns on his video and he's got the full surgical scrubs on. He's got the lights, the lights behind him, like in Holby City, and he's just out there. And it's like the judge asks, like, "Oh, are you in the middle of a operation?" And he's like, "Yeah, but um, I've got another surgeon here who's um doing most of the work. I'm just standing here and I'm helping as well." So I'm I'm able and I'm free to to attend. And the judge was just like, "No, I am not comfortable putting patient's health in jeopardy for this call. I'll just reconvene. We'll have to reconvene on another day." The judge took the level-headed approach and you know reminded the doctor of his Hippocratic oath. I think that's how you say it. it sounds like hypocrite. But reminded the doctor of his Hippocratic oath to tell him like, "Yo, you're in the middle of a surgery. Can you imagine?" Can you imagine your doctor doing that whilst you're having surgery? I don't care how small it is. You could be removing an embedded toenail from my nail. I want you paying full attention. I don't want to lose the toe. I like all my ten, but yeah, it was ridiculous. And this this makes me question because it's not the first time doctors or surgeons have been caught doing shady stuff, you know, behind um, closed doors. There was that woman who sued the surgeons for making fun of her while she was unconscious because she felt that they were she felt they were mean. I think, or something like that, and she decided to sneak a recording device on her, which I was wondering how she did. Like she put it in between her butt cheeks. Where, where, where did it go? Because I remember doing work experience, and I'm pretty sure the people were, and I so I should explain that, I got to see um, surgeries when I was deciding like what I want to do in the future. And I got to see surgeries, and I'm pretty sure like the patients were like butt naked. And then they, they had like the gown from the front, but it wasn't like a proper gown and they had a cloth on top of them. But I could be misremembering. Maybe times have changed, but I don't know how they she snuck in the recording device. Um, maybe even in her hair. I, I couldn't sneak it in my hair. Oh. But um, she snuck in the recording device and then she basically recorded them throughout the surgery, like be calling her fat and ugly and stuff like that and like making fun of her body while she's laying there butt naked and unconscious and it's just you you invulnerable if you're a dude and it's cold in the room oh you were the cold state <laughs> um but and you're just you're unconscious like it's like being drunk to the point where you don't you're not really cognizant of what's going around and it's just it's not a time to be made fun of especially by someone you trust and in america someone you're paying to do the surgery and i guess we're paying over here but it comes out of our paycheck so feels less hurtful these are so some of them be wilding you know maybe i might need to to sneak in a recording device if i ever get surgery hopefully i won't need it for anything but if i do i'll find somewhere to sneak in the recording device and this week there's actually been a lot of people who have been not the best version of themselves i will say and this person unfortunately like the other two who have to deal with the repercussions of their actions later on, I'm sure. This person doesn't get to deal with the repercussions of their actions. You might have heard this week um, uh, a man in India was killed by his, by his chicken. Yep, a man stabbed to death by his own knife-wielding chicken during a cockfight practice. So cockfighting is um, illegal in India, I believe. And um, there was an, illegal, uh, an illegally sanctioned or unsanctioned um, cockfighting match and his own rooster his own chicken now nah, his own chicken had the, the knife taped to his foot i don't have any pictures of this chicken but i'm assuming the knife was taped to his foot and when he went to grab the chicken 
the the chicken then proceeded to stab him multiple times i'm guessing it was it was not a very happy chicken and yeah his name was tangula satish he was 45 he died of blood loss in the village of lothona in the indian state of telangana um i'm sure i might be butchering these names but please forgive me and the rooster stabbed him in a groin with a three inch knife that had been tied around the animal's leg according to associated press the rooster repeatedly kicked, kicked its owner in the groin slicing him with every blow the man was one of the 16 people who were present at this um, illegally unsanctioned cockfighting arena. And the police are looking for the other men or women. But he he was doing something illegal. And, you know, he was abusing the pet or making the pet fight in, in this cockfighting ring. Trying to, trying to get him to kill his brothers, sisters and cousins, you know. And the chicken turned around and said, I'm not having that. I want to see you on the one-on-one. And he saw him on the one-on-one -on -one and the dude was not ready. And unfortunately, he died. But we want to take this moment as a, a learning moment. Be better, guys. Don't do the dog fighting. Don't do the cock fighting. Don't do the tiger fighting. Whatever type of animal fighting you're in. Like, nah, man. That was uncool. And unfortunately, he had to, he had to die for people to learn this lesson. But hopefully... People have learned this lesson, but other people are still learning lessons, you know, around the world. Things are going on. Places are, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people are still learning lessons and another lesson someone learned this week will have to go all the way to, all the way across the pond. I know I said, can we say that for UK to US? I'm going to say we can. We'll have to go across the pond to learn this lesson all the way to Sacramento, California. I think, yeah, Sacramento, California. So OnlyFans model says her Catholic school expelled her children over her racy photos. Crystal Jackson, 44, from California, began posting on OnlyFans in 2019 as a way to spice up her relationship with her husband, Chris, who's 49. She quickly found success on the site where she posts sexy photos of herself doing chores around the house, earning $14,000 in the first month. Okay, we're going to have to unpackage this. So... She uh, wanted to spice up her, her marriage. All right, that's fair enough. Decided to uh, take some pictures, you know. Mm, she wants to empower herself. She wants to feel sexy. She wants to feel good. So she took some pictures of herself um, yeah, in some um, in attractive poses, I'm assuming. Doing chore in attractive um, lingerie. That's the word. Doing chores around the house, you know, mundane tasks. But she spiced it up a little. And then she posted those photos on OnlyFans. And she was making $14,000 in the first month. That's, let me, let me calculate how much that is a year. That's $168,000 in, in one year if it was consistent $14,000 a month. But it probably increased. Wow. What a wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. Hmm. I might, hold on guys. I'm reevaluating my life. <laughs> so the mother of three lives in an affluent area made up of a close-knit catholic community and says that local parents had been bullying her and her family see you know what this is this is jealous people whenever you get onto something you know people just want to when you take the shortcut through life people want to they want to tell on you they want to be like well i wasn't brave enough to take the shortcut therefore no one should take the shortcut but the truth is we can all take the shortcut we just don't have to tell anybody about it but anyway, the images from her OnlyFans account were sent to the principal of the Sacramento Sacred Heart Parish School. 
Oh damn. They were sent by parents who called for the boys to be kicked out. Now, this is where my problem is. Why, what the, what has her OnlyFans pictures got to do with her kids? I, I can see an argument for, look, look, um, the kids are being really mean to the boys. They're using that against her, them at school. They're being bullied and thing. maybe you should have a talk with them and see what can be done, how we can punish those bullying or how we can make the boys feel included in the school and see if there's something that can be worked out. Because kids can be real a-holes. I understand that. But. Why are they trying to get the boys kicked out of the school as if they did anything wrong? Or the mum. I want to see what jobs you guys are doing. Anyway, so they tried to get the boys kicked out. And then Crystal and her husband later received a note from the school saying that the children could not return on Monday morning. Wow, that was quick. They, they did it over text. And now the couple's slamming the school and saying, you know, they shouldn't have kicked us out. They should sue. I know them Catholic schools, they got that money. They should sue, see how much they can get. You know, don't knock someone's don't knock someone's profession. What if the woman, the woman was um a lady of the night, or what if she was um a stripper and that was how she was she was making money to feed her kids, and then you went to job shame her because you felt insecure about your life. I just don't agree that her kids could have, should have got kicked out for that. But I do understand why maybe if her kid her own kids were like oh I don't like that oil. If there was like yo yo your kids your kids might get made fun of at school because if like their friends find your only fans I don't know what I would do if if my family were on only fans oh my gosh I'd have to self tutor myself at home ah and erase all those images from my head of course I wouldn't go to the site but bullies would show you they would send it to you that would be my main problem but I don't see why the other parents are involving themselves in a situation that doesn't concern them. Maybe it's because their kids are looking at the mum and being like, yo, she nice. And then the mums are somewhat, in some twisted way, kind of like, yo, jealous. Ew. Tia <laughs> <laughs> should not have let me run here wild and alone. But, you know, some people are just haters. And another hater, if I could award an idiot of the week, it would be going to this person. Pretty Patel. So the wind rush, so you, we remember the wind rush scandal in the UK in which immigrants, mainly I think from Jamaica and possibly other Caribbean countries, but they came over here in the 20th century. <laughs> they came over here in the 20th century. I was going to give a specific time, but I realized I didn't know. And yeah, they came over here because Britain needed a workforce. They came over here legally. They were allowed to work and I live at, at here, I believe. But then for some reason, like the documentation wasn't kept up or tra tracked properly by the Home Office. So the Home Office had been deporting them pretty much illegally by saying that they didn't have right to stay here because they Home Office themselves didn't give them the correct like proof to show that they were residents. And some people have been here for like three plus years. Basically, is the story into a nutshell from me not remembering. But if you want the proper story, you should probably read up on it and not listen to me. But so this Windrush victim was denied UK citizenship despite Home Office admitting an error. So T, I'm doing this for you and your peeps. So Trevor Donald, 65, was stranded in Jamaica for nine years after traveling there to attend his mother's funeral in 2010. Rest in peace. At that point, um, he had been in Britain for 43 years since arriving as an 11-year-old child to live in Birmingham legally in 1967. 
he was entitled to citizenship but applied formally to leave for leave to remain only when his mother became ill and he needed to get a passport so he could visit her his application was unsuccessful because he did not have enough evidence to prove that he lived in the uk for four decades and his mother died before he was granted a passport but he used his this is where it gets interesting he used his emergency documents to travel to the funeral having been reassured by a home office official that he would be allowed to re-enter in the uk so he went to his mum's funeral and the home office guy said yeah don't worry you don't have the passport right now and you know it will take longer for you to get it. you go travel on these emergency documents when you arrive back in the uk or when you're at the airport that will allow you to get back on and get back into the country they reassured him of this and he said okay cool so he went there as many people would and this is what happened he was denied permission to return later that year he was only allowed back nine years later in 2019 when home office staff working on the windrush task force contacted him apologized and paid for him to fly home to britain he said that he was disappointed that his recent application for british citizenship had been refused he told me that the law says i should be here for five years before my application and it's and it's not my fault i wasn't here he said of course it's not his fault you guys told him he, he can't come back to the country after telling him that he could come back and then after apologizing to him and saying oh sorry we made an error we should have allowed you back nine years ago and then when he applies for his british citizenship he you're like oh actually because you weren't here for the past five years technically we can't give it to you although i know that error is mine but can you just bite this bullet and take this one i mean the, the law says it states right there in black and white and you know although it was our mistake there's nothing we can do for you but unless we make the mistake and it affects us unless we breach ministerial code pretty patel the rules only apply to you guys that's essentially what she's saying but that's neither here nor there she's still idiot of the week he is not the only person affected by this problem ken morgan described being caught in the ridiculous cat 22 last year when he too was refused citizenship because of his prolonged absence also the result of british officials mistakenly refusing him entry back into the uk pretty patel wrote to donald to say that the injustice he experienced was shameful but then she added the British Nationality Act of 1981 had a strict and immovable requirement to be in the UK five years before applying for British citizenship. Is she? This is why she's getting idiot of the week. But you know, when it's when it's us and we break the strict and immovable ministerial code, when we act inappropriately towards our um, people we're supervising, that is fine because you know I'm a minister. I get paid to waste tax dollars' money. To sit there on TV, go on interviews and lie about the plans that I have for the country in hopes that one day I'll be elected to lead the country and then not really know what I'm doing half the time. But that's neither here nor there. So that is why she's getting idiot of the week. And I'm sure like the Conservative government have been making this past year, there will be a U-turn on this. And I hope there will be for Donald because he deserves it and for all the other people affected and see that she, they should change their mind. But if they don't, she's still... I still might mail her something anyway let's move on to some dilemmas let's go light-hearted after you know i've gone on my rant i've done my talking you're like you know ben let's hear let's hear the advice you have for people i know you're just fiending for it what can i say to help people let's start with dilemma number one dad passed i got my childhood home girlfriend and i did hashtag van life whilst our home was being remodeled traveling with other black nomads was great 
she's pregnant and is ready to live in our house. There is no house. I sold it up to fix our van. I spent all the money help. Well, you know, van life ain't, ain't got to end, baby. That's what you tell her. And tell your baby that too. <laughs> van life ain't got to end. <laughs> you going to be on four wheels. I don't know who done told you to sell your home. But you got to man up and tell her the truth and tell her what you did. Say, so remember all those good times we had in the van? That was that was courtesy of the home. If I didn't sell that, then, you know, we wouldn't have had a good time. Let's see how she reacts. There's not much you can do now. You sold it. Now you just got to come clean. And you've got to acknowledge when you've been an idiot, which you have. But it's okay. We're all idiots sometimes. Some more than others. Cough, cough. Pretty Patel. My next dilemma. Or my final dilemma. I'm seven months pregnant. Of course, this is not me. I'm seven months pregnant and live with my boyfriend. His six-year-old daughter lives here. Mum kicked her out. The child rubbed my belly and said, I'm going to break its neck. <laughs> oh, sh Found her standing over me. <laughs> You're living with Chucky. Found her standing over me as I slept. Boyfriend says she's just an innocent child. Advice. Have you ever watched the movie The Exorcism? Yes? I'm assuming that's a yes. If you've watched the movie The Exorcism, you know... You know, you know how them demons be up in them people. Now you need to, you need to go to your local pastor or your local preacher, even the guy on the street reading from the Bible really loudly at the bus stop. Get a task force and get them together whilst your boyfriend is away and to say that this kid needs an exorcism. I can't say that word, exorcism. And um, hope for the best. If not, run. In fact, just run. If I woke up with a baby over me, and then the baby told me, I'm going to break its neck. First of all, I'd be like, what baby? Because I'm not pregnant. But second of all, if I was, I would leave. Or I would whoop the baby. No, I wouldn't whoop the baby because then I'm in trouble. Tell your boyfriend and tell him you need to take this seriously. Because if your kid as well ends up with your neck broken, you're going to be culpable too. Because you were warned. I will document this. And if you're not willing to leave, document everything. Make it known. Make it clear. And, you know, you're going to have to snitch on that little girl. And actually, go back to her actual mother and ask her why she kicked her out. And if she's like, one day she threatened me and said she was going to break my neck and here I am in a wheelchair, then you know what to do. Run. And that's been it. That's been me. That's been Ben. You've been listening to The Gift of the Gap. I've been Ben. Tia's been Tia. She's also been not here. And I've been talking. Wow, I talk a lot. But thank you for listening. Tune in to... All our episodes, um, you can find them on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found, um, The Gift of the Gap, and on YouTube, BT Small Talk, and on every social media, BT Small Talk. Comment, like, subscribe, tell us what you're into. Ooh, watch Evil on Netflix. Watch it on US Netflix if you're in the US. And if you're not in the US, use a VPN. But watch Evil. It's a decent series. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you later. Ciao.